What's up, everybody? Um, it's me and Lindsay again here with another exciting adventure. Oh, right. I'm sorry. I, my name is Scott. I don't know why you would be listening to this at this point and not know our names, but... New new listeners are a good thing. I Yeah. And this is a great episode to become a new listener on because I can't even begin to tell you guys how badly I'm going to fangirl over Sleeping Beauty right now. I'm, I'm really excited for you to do, do it. It's my favorite Disney movie. Like, it absolutely is my favorite Disney movie. I... Oh, everything from the art style to the music to the... Oh, the sexy as fuck villain. Just, oh, god damn it. Anyway, I'm so happy that we're here in the timeline. I know. Um, and that we've reached this point. And I have, oh, I'm really excited to hear you talk about all of this. Dude, we've um, actually, like, we've we've covered so much ground, and yet, like, we really haven't at the same time. Like, I was, I'm looking back on it, like, we, this is the 10th film review. But this yeah. is the fourteenth episode, fifteenth. I'm sorry, this 15th is the fifteenth because episode. Suicide Squad plus Suicide what Squad if, right, yeah. is what we've done at this point. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it feels like we got here really quickly. I felt like it would be a long time before we got to the Silver Age. Yeah, you know, I agree. Um, but it's here, and honestly, it's almost over because we're skipping all the dog movies, which I noticed is our theme. I we're did just not actually do pick the that up movies. too. Yeah, I was like, hold on, we just like don't like haters dogs. up in here. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like nah. Not nah, it but, just. <laughs> but let's contextualize where we are in the timeline. Yes, please. As we talk about this, so um, the year is 1959. It is the Eisenhower administration. Castro came to power in Cuba. Mm-hmm. The Dalai Lama is forced to free, uh, flee Tibet. Mm-hmm. Barbie doll was launched. And and this, I can't believe this happened this late and I didn't know this. So sorry to my history people. No, Alaska. I actually didn't know this either. This is kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Alaska becomes the 49th state and Hawaii the 50th in 1959. 1959 yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. All right. So that was a thing that I didn't know about and I'm embarrassed that I didn't know. I feel like that would have stuck out to me at some point in my life. But, I can uh, too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should be embarrassed and I'm not know. proud. Um, we would never pass a uh, an immigration test. God, no. <laughs> not in a million years. Um, and also in 59, The Twilight Zone premiered on TV. Which, so that's cool. Um, just a little fun fact for you guys. If any of you are Twilight Zone fans, one of the episode descriptions that I wrote for an earlier episode, and I'm honestly, I'm blanking on which one it is, um, is taken straight from the intro to Twilight Zone. And I'm going to look it up right now, but, um, yeah, is anyway, I'm sorry. Maybe for Fantasia? I don't think it's sure. for Fantasia. I think it actually might be for Alice in Wonderland. Oh, it might have been the one that, and we read mine, but that was the way that you wrote yours. I think that's correct. Yeah. That might have been what you did. Um, anyway. Gigi wins the Oscar. Mm-hmm. Sure. I Whatever. Yeah, I don't have anything about that. I'm keeping this category here only because we've had it from the beginning, and I, I know, know that it will eventually be interesting. Yeah. Right now, it's just Gigi. That's what won the Oscar in 1959. No one cares. The top grossing movie was Ben-Hur, which doesn't surprise me. That's a that's phenomenal a- movie, by the way. If anybody has never seen it, I highly recommend it. It's unfortunately one of those movies that's like, you're only going to watch it one time, but... It's like classic genre film. Mm-hmm. It's like the the origins of genre film. It's which where is the cool. Chariots of Fire song came from. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. 
God, I have seen Ben Hur, but I mean, when I was a kid, I don't know. I couldn't tell you anything about it. No. Um, but so Sleeping Beauty was not the top-grossing movie. It no. was the most expensive animated movie ever at the made time, at the yeah. time. Yeah, for six yeah. million. But critics hated it. They only made like the six million back, but they spent another million on marketing mm-hmm. or like it's or something, right? So yeah. they didn't actually make any money. But it did when it got re-released in 1970, and then it was re-released again after that. So it on its first re-release, it did make a profit. Yeah, it did. It, it, it did kind of make its money back. Um, and I'll talk about this more a little bit when we get into like the finer points of the film. But um, this movie yet again almost bankrupted Disney. Um, yeah, they were on a knife's edge all the and like it's they, not like things get better. We're about to enter the dark age. Like it doesn't get better until the yeah, Renaissance. It's and, amazing <laughs> that Disney exists. So that's my favorite part about that is there are, there actually is a very like logistical and warranted reason for why we call it the dark age and everything. Um but to kind of put it in, I know what you're gonna say. We'll talk about it when we get there. Well, yeah. But yeah, sure, fine. But it's also pretty bad. Well, yeah, I mean, Disney shifted its focus from movies to theme parks. He focused solely on new attractions at Disneyland, building Disney World and Epcot Center, moving to Disney World Japan, Mm -hmm. which wasn't actually his idea at first. That didn't happen until Roy took over after Disney died. Right, which is happening pretty soon. I need to look up when his death is, but like if we're in December 15th, 1966. Okay, so we're we're coming up on it. We're going to Jungle Book will be the last one that he worked on. Mm -hmm. Um, where we are, so we are still in the timeline. Or I'm sorry. We are. We actually are still we are in, in the, the timeline, timeline, guys. I'm saying We're the still word that here. I'm reading in my notes like an <laughs> asshole. We're still in the Silver Age, um, but we did skip by Lady and the Tramp from 1955, and we are going to skip 101 Dalmatians from 1961. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll be back to round out the Silver Age with Sword in the Stone from 63 and Jungle Book from 67, which ends mm. the Silver Age. So after that, we'll jump into the Dark Age stuff. But yeah. we're, I mean, yeah, we're like pretty much halfway through our the Silver Age stuff that we're going to do. I know. And that's that's still so crazy to me. Like, mm. I every time I look at this or like I go through the timeline, I'm like, what do you mean the Golden Age was like that short? Yeah. Like that just like that blows my mind. And this feels short too. There's stuff mm-hmm. in the Dark Ages or the or the Bronze Age, I don't, whatever the fuck we want to call it. Call um, it yeah, whatever. the Dark Age. Let's be real. <laughs> Even though I, some of my favorite movies are from there, like we're gonna I do know. Great Mouse Detective. You guys, oh my it's God, gonna be I amazing. Love that movie. Um, but anyway, for a warning on this movie, we didn't get anything. Um, and I'm just like, okay. If we didn't have an alcohol mo- warning on this, we're not getting No, one. we're not. And that's... So <laughs> I saw your note. Come. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think we're ever going to get one. I no. don't think we're ever going to get one until it's... Until it's something that is, like, on the same level of Pinocchio smoking. But I don't believe any movie gets to that point. Because Dumbo gets drunk as shit. Um, I'm almost positive there's no warning for that. I mean, we didn't watch Dumbo, to be fair. Like, well, yeah. we, I didn't go within 10 feet of that movie. But <laughs> I didn't I, And we mention it, like, every episode. Despite, like, it being something we didn't <laughs> do. It's weird how often we talk about it. <laughs> it's so fucking... Shout out to Dumbo for not being able yeah, to show I, up today. I guess um, so. <laughs> but, I, yeah, it just, like, it's crazy. Like, alcohol did not seem to be as big a deal when these movies were being made. And that, that just, it honestly, flat out blows my mind. I mean, and it's it's weirder to me just that, like, they don't have anything to say about it. Mm-hmm. Like, Disney today doesn't have anything to say about it, you know? 
I it's just weird, but but the minstrel and the kings getting wasted is so classic That's and hilarious, so awesome. and they get absolutely tanked, and it's wicked funny, and all the drinking in old Disney is hilarious. I I wish they'd bring it back. Oh yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. I wish they would restore booze in Disney movies. <laughs> Start hashtag, hashtag drink it up Disney. Yeah, it's yeah. Hashtag drink it up Disney. It's funny every time. So and I think uh, I think it's because there's no kids drinking is possibly why this hasn't come up because at no yeah. point has there been a child who drank and we have seen tobacco without a warning when mm-hmm. there's no kids like we're starting to put that together so yep. i'm beginning to wonder if that might be the through line here but in any case i need you to clarify some shit for me on this next bit oh yeah absolutely yeah you're my anaheim expert mm-hmm. so in the parks yep s- in, instead of Cinderella's Castle in Florida, which is like, which is I think because it's the Disney logo, yeah, I, I feel like it gets more recognition. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just a Florida kid, but Sleeping Beauty's Castle is the big one in California. That's correct. Um, why is that really it? She doesn't have anything else in either park. Yes, she does not have any rides. Um, the closest that we get is Maleficent's presence as the main villain in the Fantasmic Fireworks Show. Right. Um, and then you get the walkthrough. If you go through the stairs to the right of the drawbridge, um, you can do a little walkthrough that has miniature animatronics of specific scenes from Sleeping Beauty. Okay. Um, but at the beginning, when in 1955, when Disneyland first opened, it was just the castle it was modeled after a castle in france um but in 1959 when this movie came out disney was like we can actually put someone in here Mm -hmm. this movie's been in development for a decade i don't know why we didn't do this to begin with let's just make this aurora's castle yeah because it turned in into like a marketing thing for them before it came out in 59 Mm -hmm. where i think i think that it was marketed as Sleeping Beauty's Castle before the movie came out so that people were like, what is that? Yeah. To get stoked about it, which I'm like, cool, Walt, that's clever. Yep. Um, He's ahead of his time, man. I think think this is a missed opportunity and that Disney (laughs) should kind of, like, get it together. Go back and make a roller coaster. Yeah, I want, after watching this movie, and we're going to talk about this, but I would like a really sick roller coaster of Prince Philip fighting the dragon. I want Philip's badass adventure, The Ride. The Ride, dude. I would. ride. That would be the only ride I'd go on. Huge missed opportunity not to have Prince Philip's badass adventure, Mm -hmm. I'm telling you. I don't know what they were thinking. Um, This is my favorite note note that you have in here, by the way. This one right here. Yeah, what the fuck? This is my favorite note in anything you've written in here. I, so, I, yeah, there's no direct-to-DVD sequel on this. No direct-to-DVD animated sequel, which I've become accustomed to and rather fond of, if we're being honest. I kind of felt like you were, and you just weren't admitting it. Oh, I'm low-key. I I don't even think I'm hiding it. Like, I'm loving all the sequels. I've had nothing bad to say about a sequel. That's Um, true. Except until now, because all there is as a sequel for this is Maleficent and the other Maleficent, and fuck that noise. (laughs) I have not seen these movies. I never saw Maleficent, and then I'm like, all right, it's on Disney Plus. Like now, I can watch it because I just never bothered. And then, okay, low key, turns out it's not on Disney Plus. I fucking paid for this. I paid like three dollars on Apple to watch. Are you serious? Oh, it might still have the the rights on another. Somebody else still has it because the second one is on Disney Plus, which I did not watch because the first one was such hot garbage. And yep, don't. I don't know. We can talk about this all the way now, or we can save it for when we talk about Maleficent. You tell me because I can rant about this shit. I was not happy. 
So I feel like we need to discuss the plot of the film before yeah, we discuss let's, what's let's wrong with this malignant to, tumor that was a terrible movie. I fucking hated it. Yeah, let's so let's yeah. go ahead. You read a plot summary. Let's dig into this. And when we talk about Maleficent, we'll talk about the Maleficent movies and how much I passionately hate them. Yes, please do. Because I can't wait to hear that shit because I hate them so too. So pissed. Um, but yeah, for a plot summary, <clears throat> here we go, guys. Upon the arrival of the villainous dark fairy Maleficent to Princess Aurora's christening, fear grips the entire kingdom as the vile creature curses the young baby to prick her finger upon a spinning wheel at the dusk of her 16th birthday and die. Literally, like right off the bat, right out of the gate, we are killing babies. Uh, succumbing to their fear, the good king and his reluctant wife offer their child to the three good fairies of the wood, hoping to hoping the magical women can protect and hide their daughter until the morning after her cursed birthday, where she will at last be reunited with them and her people. So, oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna go, I'm just gonna address how fucking stupid the live-action Maleficent movie is. It, We're just, just, let's just skip right to it. Let's not even fuck around. Because just let's talk. <laughs> I have to because it completely annihilates the original story. Everything about it, too. It was like, even at the end of the movie, they play this, like, dark, twisted version. Oh, uh, Once Upon a Dream by Lana Del Rey, which, admittedly, I really love that version of the song. I, I just mean, I like hate Lana it. Del Rey. And it, yeah. I, it sounded it, good. it sounded good, but it was okay. So my takeaway from that was like, that's the kind of thing that I normally really like, right? Mm -hmm. That's why Peter Pan and Alice in Wonderland are some of my favorites. Yeah, as as books, that's why I love the books, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're like surprisingly kind of dark and eerie, and it's like taking a thing that seems like it's going to be super and child friendly and whimsical, yeah. yeah, and making it dark and ominous. That's something that I really like, and. This is exactly that, but I hated it. I was like, you've mm. just ruined everything about the original, including this song. Like, fuck yeah. you. I hated it so bad. I So, <clears throat> god damn it. I thought that this movie was, like, a prequel that ended up retconning stuff. Yeah, no. None of that at all. It is literally the story as told through Maleficent's eyes. And here's the thing. Up to the point where she curses... Aurora, spot on. Movie is top notch. It's a great movie. Right. Love it. Fucking love it. Angelina Jolie was Maleficent. She, she had the like laugh down. She seconds. looked amazing. She had the attitude. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, hey, what if I just like watched her in the dark for a long time and then made the kid think I was her fairy godmother and then grew to love the kid and oh wait, no, I'm a good guy now. Well, and it was like, the problem was just, for me, I'm like, you could do whatever you wanted with Maleficent, and I could, like, probably still enjoy it to an extent, because this is not my favorite Disney movie, which mm. I want to talk to you more about. Um, <laughs> That's fine. Like, I like this movie, and I came to like it a lot more on this rewatch, actually. I liked this a lot more than I thought I was going to going into it. Good, good, good. Yeah, but, like... So I could have gotten down. Like, I'm not so tied to this movie that they couldn't make changes and have it be a problem for me. But the fact that it's just, it's not the original story. It's like a full-on retcon. And I was like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, this takes place during our story, like a Lion King one and a half, but you change everything. Yeah. Like a Bambi two, but you change everything. That's mm -hmm. what this is. It's yeah, her dad is Bambi like an two. asshole now. And fucking her mom wants Aurora, like, back. And... 
for some reason, the three good fairies are complete bitches. They're so awful and they're totally incompetent. Yeah. Just everything was so changed like so fundamentally. Like they don't even try mm. to stay within continuity. Like it's like Philip doesn't have his badass adventure. Oh no. He there is I don't even know why he's The one in thing it. I hated about it yeah. was like that they took away the best part of this movie which is Prince Philip. But I yeah, I uh, I thought everything about this was was fucking terrible. The only thing I liked about it was Angela Angelina Jolie's lipstick. Oh my like god! Thought, yeah, like, the makeup department did a <laughs> really told, good dude, job. She looks, she looked great. She yeah, looked awesome. Yeah, like she was great. I and I don't normally like Angelina Jolie very mm-hmm. much, so I was I liked her a lot in this, and and she has to work to make me like her because yeah. I don't. Um, I I was on Team Jen, and I was like 15 years old, mm-hmm. and I and I just developed yeah. a bad taste for Angelina Jolie. I just couldn't get on board. I know. I wish I'd been on really the couch with you when you were watching this movie. Oh my god. I wish we'd been together too because I was I had a really good time and and then I'm yelling at the screen and I'm like looking at the fairies and one of them is Dolores Umbridge right yes it is Mm -hmm. and it took me a minute because like half the time she's CG'd right especially in the beginning of the movie and then I'm like wait all right hang on like points if it's Umbridge just for being just for being here just for existing and being you and then I'm like uh, no you know what it should be these fairies suck they're so evil Mm -hmm. they're they should be hanging out with Tinkerbell they're just stupid and that's honestly like that's all I really want. That's all the time I want to spend on yeah, that's that all I have to because say. there is so much better shit. Um, and I'm gonna start from the very beginning, like where everything started. So mm-hmm. this is actually based on a French fairy tale called La Belle à Bois Dormant by Charles Perrault in 1697. It actually wasn't even adapted by the Brothers Grimm until the end of the 19th century. Um, yeah. Or no, I'm so sorry. Um, I, I said that backwards. I'm so sorry. Peter Tchaikovsky, who, if you guys remember from the Fantasia episode, is the composer of The Nutcracker and Swan Lake, and one of my all-time favorite composers ever. Mm-hmm. Literally all of his music, I think except for two pieces, was the inspiration for every musical score in this movie. It, I think like, that's so cool. It it just it fueled every aspect of this this entire movie and then in 1812 the brothers Grimm got a hold of it and uh they called it the briar rose which mm-hmm. and this is one of my favorite fun facts about this this movie is actually filled with crazy ass statistics too um sleeping beauty is the first film or is one of the only films to not only not have the titular film named after the character but also to have the main character possess multiple names yeah I think this is the only like princess to do that mm-hmm. unless we count Cinderella who like low key they don't talk about it in the movie well, but, yeah. like, that's for sure not her real name <laughs> but um, yeah I read Briar Rose before this because I have yeah. a copy of Grimm's I don't have the original story and it's extremely similar yeah but it I almost is like I don't want to say like a shot for shot remake, but it's probably the closest to the original Grimm tale that we've gotten so far. Yeah, I would agree. It's and probably because it lacks some of the signature Grimm's darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, geez, that's close to Grimm's dark as a concept, <laughs> yeah. right? I'm like, that felt yeah. weird to say. Um, <laughs> Grimm's darkness, but uh, it lacks some. You know, the n- no birds pluck anybody's eyes out in this you know what i mean in the original so i mean not saying 
it's not still kind of dark, but it's just not it's not quite Cinderella. So yeah, um, yeah, it sticks pretty close to Briar Rose, and they do give her that name, which I think is cool. And so, is there any of the original Tchaikovsky music in this, or oh, is yeah. it just like yeah, is that absolutely. what the choir so, is in the background and the chorus I was like my notes is like Scott educate me is like <laughs> what I wrote down on this yeah so essentially the majority of any interaction with her and the animals is a Tchaikovsky piece it was not a change or a, an alteration in any way it is just an original Tchaikovsky piece and what about Once Upon a Dream Once Upon a Dream is an adaptation of a a uh, 46-second opus that Tchaikovsky wrote that got elongated to create the song. Wow. Yeah. That was a... Okay. <laughs> you knew the answer to that. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> um, that's really cool. I told you, I love Tchaikovsky, man. But I also love this, this fucking movie. But Is this Aurora's I Want song? Yes, it is. Absolutely. Um, okay. So, the interesting thing about this and i'm gonna kind of skip around my notes here because you did bring this up mm-hmm. um again she is this is full of really odd firsts for disney films this movie is literally about princess aurora and she is only in it for a total of 18 minutes yeah she, mm-hmm. and which is really the exception it's usually the prince who's not getting time yep. which is i will save that uh, we need to, we'll, we're yeah. gonna have a separate discussion oh yeah i have prince an entire Philip. thing for yeah prince no Philip. that's but that's like most of both of our notes mm-hmm. <laughs> um but so that's cool i th- i thought her i want song was kind of unique as an i want song because mm-hmm. it's not it doesn't really say like there's a thing that i want right it's not part of your world it's not Oh, yeah. Whatever Belle's song is called, you know, or A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes, or like The Wishing Well. It's just sort of non specific, right? Yeah, or it's, she's it's just more specific, like, right? Like she knows specifically. Mm-hmm. It's like thinking exactly about a thing that's already happening. Like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like these other yeah. ones are like, I just want this guy to show up and like sweep me off my feet. But this one's like, I need this guy. It's to like show more up. about what's happening to her plot. Which, should we just talk about Aurora? Because that kind of takes me into my point on that. Yeah, absolutely. I I think, um, like, the fact that that song is like, this is a dream that I had. This is the plot for me. This is Mm -hmm. what is happening to me. This is the plot that has been given to me, for better or for worse. In this case, I think for better. I really did like this. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, but this is my plot. This is not like, nothing's happening to me, and here's my backstory, and here's the thing that I want, and because I want it, cue plot yeah right well, how, which is how most of the princess of movies were her living her life yeah yeah no she just that act that is the plot like the plot is she has a boyfriend in her dreams that becomes real for her and like dances up to her in the mm-hmm. woods and i i want to address and i'm going to do this in like every princess movie because i have my eye on this is mm-hmm. did disney do a bad feminism and because I don't think that they did, and Disney gets a lot of shit for their princesses. Yeah. So to be clear, I'm not in here looking for trouble. I'm really trying to prove all that bullshit because oh, yeah. I just don't buy it. I think there's a lot of issues with gender in Disney. Like, see the Peter Pan episode from last week. Oh my god, yeah. Nobody talks about that. Nobody's like, it's toxic for my little girls to watch Peter Pan, but they're like, no Cinderella, and I'm like, why? Between the obvious chemistry of Aurora and Philip. Like, I oh, yeah. it. Like, their love at first sight, I'm like, mm-hmm, I get it. He shows up and, like, dances with her and sings her song. Like, they, it's so, they have the best meet-cute. Yeah. Of Absolute. any Disney princess, I swear. Absolutely. At least so far. Absolutely. Although, I will say, 
And it's only because it's like an adrenaline thing. I will say that uh, Ariel meeting um, Eric. Eric is probably the most like, holy shit, that's crazy. Oh, God, I do love, love me some Little Mermaid. Yeah. So, yeah, we both love the Little Mermaids. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, guys, that's our favorite. It's my favorite yeah. anyway. This is your favorite. It was my favorite as a kid. I had yeah, that little shit on the rewind all the time. God damn it, I love Prince Eric. Anyway, <laughs> um, but between, like, there's some real chemistry here. And they're like, I know she's supposed to be 16, but girl looks like a full-grown adult. And they oh, just, yeah. like, feel grown up, and they have a lot of chemistry. Mm-hmm. Cinderella, as I said at length, has a whole montage. She doesn't just fall in love in a second. And Snow White wishes on a magic wishing wheel in a world where there's magic. And yep. uh, and her prince sh- falls over the wall right into her lap. So, right of her. course, she's... So, I'm like, I'm buying all of this. I'm not seeing any, like... Oh, they just fell in love immediately and ran away together. I'm like, no, all of these are explained at least better than that. It's not Mm -hmm. the way that people make it out to be. And I just, I feel like, I don't feel like they're trying to do anything that is fancy or special or new or different. They are trying to do a fairy tale. There are only 12 princesses in total. This is the third that we're going to get. That's true. How problematic can this honestly be? I know, and, and yeah. <laughs> I think not. Like, I just... I don't know, I just think not. I will say, the only criticisms that I think are, like, legit is, okay, the only thing the princesses want is a man, and there's so, f- like, few female yeah. protagonists, and that's all they seem to want. And I'm like, if Moana did that, I would have lost my fucking oh, mind. Oh, yeah. But, like, honestly, we're in this, this is the third princess ever, and it's 1959, like... It's fine. Also, she's lived in a fucking cabin in the woods for 16 years. Right. Of course she's going to want any kind of human interaction, but also the fairies would have undoubtedly filled her with ideas of love and uh, companionship and, you know, the the greatness of marriage. and Because they also have to set her up for, you know, she's betrothed. So they don't well, right. want like, her, that's like, entirely like the whole blindsided. Deal. Yeah, they want her to do that. And like and she's been dreaming about it and she's 16 and she's never met another human. Like yeah. I I don't see why what she wants right now shouldn't be to find her prince. I think that that makes perfect sense and yep. I just I just don't think that Disney is trying to do a feminism in these early golden and silver age princesses. So I think it's really unfair of like the the sort of general global criticism to say that they've like done a bad feminism. I'm like, yeah. let's watch this in the Renaissance when they were trying to do a feminism. Oh yeah, absolutely. That I am more curious to rewatch and see what I think about it. But I give Golden and Silver Age princesses a full pass. I super like Aurora, and mm-hmm. that's my soapbox for today. My no, that's princess I, I'm I'm behind you 100. percent She she is a product of her upbringing. It's not just a well, and she's also a product of her age. She's 15. 15 going on 16. Like, and that's, alone. Why yeah. wouldn't meeting another person be the thing you want to do? Like, nobody said that Tangled did a bad feminism. Oh, no. Not at all. And she obviously was, like, pretty keen to meet another human. See, <laughs> like but anyone that's, would be, you know? <laughs> I think that's like, why I like Tangled, too, is she didn't go out there to meet someone. She went out there to see something. And just yeah, along the true. way happened to meet... My favorite Disney prince, Flynn Rider. I love it. You love I, Tangled. I cannot wait till we get to that movie, dude. I quote <laughs> that shit all the fucking time. 
anyway. I, and it's like yeah. probably goes over my head because I haven't seen it that many times. But yeah, God, so that's so that's funny. kind of my thoughts on Aurora. And I'll I I am gonna like let you own this episode, but I have to do that with every Disney. No, princess. that's fine. I I'm super here for it because it is it is kind of something that people do kind of cast this blanket over Disney princesses with, especially and, the older ones. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think it's fair every time. I think that maybe the real life impact that they have on girls is a different conversation for mm. a different kind of podcast. Oh yeah. Um, you know, go read Peggy Orenstein's books, honestly. She is. But uh but I don't think that they've done anything wrong. I give them a full on pass. I'm like for what that like in the actual contained to their movies. Um Aurora's great. And I also like that while every episode I simultaneously like give it some kind of like woke gender criticism, I'm also like, my next note is titled Reasons I'm Now Hot for Prince Philip. <laughs> so like I'm not like totally I totally know. above some of the shit or I'm like, wait, but also Dude, that's why I think like your note because when you title shit is so funny because mine mine was literally Prince Philip, the prince that finally does shit. I was the first thing I thought was he got a budget. Can you believe it? Oh, I know. He actually has detail. He doesn't look like some pasty ass fucking plastic dude. It's amazing. I He's know. not just like seen from afar. He has an animal best friend and a oh, backstory. Oh my god, Samson? Fuck yeah, dude. Samson? Yeah, the the first Is he the first? He's the no, first he's prince the first animal companion. He's not the first horse because we had the horse from Cinderella Cyril. who had is it, oh yeah oh, we I'm had going Cyril. all the way back I'm like Toad had a horse companion friend that's right well yeah he, I don't I can't believe I forgot about him he busts him out of jail and shit yeah. I know right he's an integral part of the plot <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he had a he had a fucking horse um, but here's here's the, the number one thing I love about Philip is he he's so realistic like he immediately sets his sights on telling his dad. Yo, I met someone. I don't want a ball. This is what's going on. I'm going to go back and meet her. And then I want you to meet her, too. Mm -hmm. um, again, he doesn't. neither of them know that that's the girl they're betrothed to. I think, actually, up to that point, they don't even know that they are betrothed. Like, in any way. Philip does. Philip knows what his expectation is. He's old enough to that's have remembered right. meeting the princess. He's like, Philip's like significantly older. Oh, open yeah. Hours, you're right. You're right. You're right you're Which, right. honestly, it wasn't that bad, but he was like seven. You know, so by the time they're older, but, you know, if she's 16, mm -hmm. it's, you know, it it's is what it 23, is. 22, 23. Yeah. It's not that. It's it's not great, but it's. it's I guess than Snow it's a product White. of the time that the film <laughs> yeah, takes exactly. place in. So. Well, it's not unrealistic either. Like, you only have so much to choose from with monarchy. It's not like you're going to yeah. be able to age match everyone perfectly. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. Um, what I do think is, is like, apropos of the conversation on princesses princes get a really shitty reputation for like not being present mm -hmm. in these movies yeah. right of like and and not i guess disney gets a bad reputation for having like shitty princes yeah. right um but honestly we only have two before it gets good because after this is the little mermaid like we're gonna get this is it guys for fairy tales for princesses for mm -hmm. the whole game until the little mermaid and that's the start of the renaissance that's the first film yeah. of the renaissance so i just think that reputation's not totally fair either i no, think disney I think royalty gets a bad reputation all around yeah i think and i'm curious to watch it going forward i think a big part of it too is people like tend to lump all of the films like the early films together yeah, and as like a, like they all came around at the same time, and it's like no, dude, we started this uh, thirty two or tw uh, 
22 years ago in the timeline. Like, we're, what, 15 movies in? There's, oh, I see there's what you're saying. There's a plethora like, of, like, what? differences. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, from the beginning, from Snow White to where we are yeah, now. Yeah, to where we Sleeping are now. Beauty. Yeah, I was like, whoa, what? 20 years ago was who? I was like, I think I think the Renaissance was longer ago than that. <laughs> no, that was that was literally, like, 30 years from 30 now. Years the Renaissance ago, started yeah. with Little Mermaid. God help me, at 89. Yeah. Um, but no, I see what you're saying. And yeah, it really hasn't been that long. And there's only three princesses before Ariel. That, I think, is wild. Mm-hmm. Like there's and it, and no other Disney princess movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they stopped doing Ariel. fairy tales, moved into tall tales, folklore, and legends. Um, and then you'll get stuff like uh, Rudyard Kipling's uh, Jungle Book, or we have you know Robin the fucking the legendary tale of Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I'm excited to do. Yes, yeah. who wasn't hot for Robin Hood? Be real. Okay. If we're gonna Scott, keep, no, if we're, everyone had a crush on Robin Hood. Honestly, this is the part I've been waiting so fucking patiently to get to. If we're going to keep talking about people who are hot, you're going to stop am. talking for a minute, and I'm going to tell you all of the reasons I would marry the fuck out of Maleficent. And why her, right, why her, like, her story and the overall explanation people give for this movie irritates me so much. Talk to me about Maleficent. So, I'm sorry I got so aggressive. No, I'm excited for you. I'm like, take it. I want you to take the reins. Tell me about Maleficent. So, right off the bat, my number one biggest pet peeve with this movie is everybody says the plot is because Maleficent didn't get invited to the party. Explain to me why that's not the case, because that was a little bit my takeaway. So, she she isn't mad that she didn't get pissed, or like that she didn't get invited. She literally tells Queen Leah that. She's like, no, I wasn't mad at all. In fact, I'm here to bestow the gi- a gift on the child as well. Maleficent is the first and greatest Disney villain to be bad purely for the sake of being bad. She has no motivation other than she is the mistress of all evil. She hates mankind. She hates the fairies of the wood that aid the humans. And she hates all that is good and beautiful in the world entirely because the idea of those disgusts her. And is she like the last Disney villain to be like this too? Just to like to not even attempt to have Mm -hmm. a motivation. Yeah, she has no every Disney villain going forward is motivated by something. Uh King Prince John is motivated by greed and the crown. A lot of the time Uh, it's greed or the protagonist is so pretty that they just can't Yeah, exactly. It, it just, like, it blows my mind when people are like, dude, she didn't get invited to the party. Bro, she literally tells you she doesn't care about that the first time you see her. I guess that's true. She does say that. And so she's just there to fuck shit up. Like, she was going to show mm-hmm. up and cause shit no matter what. Why do they call her Your Excellency? What is oh, her role? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that. What is going on? Who, like, what the fuck so is she Maleficent is, to this She world? is the queen of the Forbidden Mountain and everything that her shadow falls over. She, it was a kingdom at one point that she decimated and took control of. And from okay. that decimation came her army, which I also saw your note and you're like, what the fuck yeah. are these things? What? They're goblins. The shaped like pigs? Sure. Yeah. Look up like any, any goblins. They're not just like little bat eared freaky dudes. They're demon fiends. They're... Uh, like weird gangly dudes like it's a lot of the well so like 
another big like callback in this movie is something that I really love. A lot of her minions in this movie are designed on the demons from the Chernobog portion of Fantasia. Yeah. And yeah, you see that are. a lot when it's just like that, huh? Yeah. When uh, when it shows her in the Forbidden Mountain, which when was Lord of the Rings written? Uh, in the thirties. Okay, cool. So I this actually—I don't know that really stayed off the top of my head. You're embarrassing me, Scott. No, that's totally fine. <laughs> I just needed to know if it came before because I wanted to put this together correctly. Let me let me look that up real quick. I'm gonna wait here and not say a word. Do, 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 do. No, I'm not gonna do that. Um, okay, it was writ- It was published in 1954. It's there was so much back and forth. It took so long to write all of this shit. That's he was right. writing the Silmarillion okay. in the 30s, so it's just you know all of the things. It was like written during the war, though, right? Yeah. But published in 54. So it's a complicated question. I just I yeah. Don't feel like no, an that's fair. Right? I I'm like, I, I was don't have gonna the exact make... answer off the top of my head. No, that's totally fine. Uh, there's yeah, I that's totally fine. Um, I was gonna make a weird branch between similarities in Maleficent and Sauron. I made a lot, like, even in our last episode when we talked about the last episode of What If, mm-hmm. you were like, uh, you mentioned my reference to Sauron, and then I'm like, no, 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 I was talking about Hurin. Yeah. And it turns out I was talking about both, because I forgot that I'd made multiple connections yeah. to Lord of the Rings in my notes in this. So. Yeah, and basically, like, the <laughs> line is, as long as the storm raged over, the, over Maleficent's castle, the Forbidden Mountain... Uh, everyone knew that she had not succeeded in killing Briar Rose. Yeah, which is like how people are so convinced that Frodo's still alive because it's like yeah, the, the volcano still, is still Yeah, it's still going on. The eye is still atop the tower. And yeah, that's exactly. basically the same thing. But so it did it, remind me of that a lot. I know. It was just like, it, and now that I have you, like, I can see all these, like, Lord of the Rings references everywhere else. Like, everywhere so in the funny. world, like I do, see through Lindsay Vision, where it's just yeah, nothing it's but Rings references from it's amazing. here to eternity. Yes. Um, the but Forbidden yeah, so, Mountain was cool. Like, this, I, and I'm like, man, okay, so this was a kingdom that she took over, and she has this, like, horrible creatures as her minions that, like, goblins mm-hmm. just exist. I guess that would totally make sense that there'd be, like, bad fantastical creatures there's fairies why should yeah. there be goblins like i don't know why that was hard for me to get my head around well because they don't um, really go into detail about like you wouldn't if you didn't know the story already you would never know her raven's name is diablo no that is and that's something that i know because i'm a nerd but yeah. i um i looked for it yeah they don't say that but it is Mm-mm. diablo and then in the maleficent sequel he's like a human person for reasons yeah he was a bird that she turns into a human and then this was the part that I was I actually almost turned the movie off she turns him into a dragon instead of turning herself into a dragon and I was, was like everything about so it was dumb. I almost turned the movie off just when I figured out what the movie was yeah I was like wait you're shitting me right like I oh my god it was not good mm-hmm. but I did feel like even in Maleficent a lot of this world building stuff just wasn't like satisfactorily explained no it wasn't and, and it was such a stupid retcon that I wouldn't even take it as canon as, yeah. as it, if it did. But She's supposed uh, to be the guardian of the, the forbidden forest. Like, the no. moors or whatever, where the fairies live. The I moors, get that they, that's what it is, yeah. Yeah, like creating a backstory for the fact that there are fairies and stuff made sense. But like, is Maleficent actually a fairy? Like, what's supposed to be canon here? So she is. She is a dark fairy. Um, okay. But she is... Like, she is the purest form of evil in the world. And here, like... This is why I love her so much, and it's, like, small things that she does that people don't pick up on that I love about her. 
if you pay attention closely, she doesn't have to, when she teleports, she doesn't have to arrive by Hellfire. She chooses to because she wants to destroy anything that she's teleporting to. Because whatever she's going to is bringing someone happiness and she wants to ruin that for other people. And she's so awesome too. She's just so like. She's just so incredible. She's just really cool. I have to give it up for Maleficent. Like, I really enjoyed her and I did like her, like, very children of her and plan for Prince Philip. Mm -hmm. Like, she captures Prince Philip and, like. Dude, hats off to Prince Philip, though. He straight up, yeah, he does almost get out. Yeah, he almost escapes and, like, doesn't get kidnapped, which Mm -hmm. is incredible. Um, and he was just such a badass. Yeah. <laughs> like, but when she interrogates him or she's like telling him, she has him captured and she's like, my plan for you is that everyone's going to sleep forever. And then when you're wicked, wicked old, I'm going to let you free and you can go kiss the princess and wake her up. But like, it's too late for you or yeah. for her. Like right, right before he you He was going to let him wake her up, but only when he's like 80. Mm-hmm. Like right as he dies. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, what? Gosh. And it was that was yeah. very children of her and to me. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. that's she's like a super, bad bitch, dude. Like she is kind of like classic Morgoth Sauron style evil, isn't she? Yeah, well, Even and that's her plans. So I don't know about like Morgoth or Sauron because I just like I haven't read that much. But the one other thing that I do love about her is she doesn't show emotion to or compassion to anything the only time that she ever shows concern for something other than her plan or herself is when she finds Diablo has been uh, killed oh yeah she's super pissed when that happens she flips out oh my god oh she's so great she's the voice of Lady Tremaine the evil stepmother in Cinderella Mm -hmm. yeah and actually um, another really fun fact about that so her name is Eleanor Audrey um, and she actually almost wasn't able to voice Maleficent because at the time of filming, she was battling a major fit of tuberculosis. Which it's like, oh God, I guess it is the 50s. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. I'm glad she, I mean, I take it she survived. Oh yeah, she, she recovered. She went on to voice Maleficent and everything that I love in life. Um, but yeah, if I had a Disney crush ever, it's it's a hundred percent. It's Maleficent. I love her. I like that it's Maleficent and not Aurora. Like I thought you were gonna circle me back to Aurora. No, I no, I'm not gonna do that. Although I thought I'm like you totally admitted to your Aurora crush. I think we should. I do just be like honest, so. As far as Disney princesses, yes, she is my Disney princess crush. Not um, Ariel. No, it's not Ariel, and that's what's so weird because Ariel's my princess crush. Yeah, she's well, she's also. She's a redhead, so I guess that kind of makes... Never mind. I don't um, know. I'm like, is that good or bad? <laughs> just, I like it. No, that's good. But um, I always liked Ariel. I always also had a crush on Eric, but... Well, yeah. You know, Robin Hood. Oh, my God. I, I know. But Aurora, totally. I mean, I think... I think she's great as on a rewatch. I think oh, yeah. the, I think the animation is makes it tough. I don't know. So... Tell That's, me, but I was like, my notes on the animation are wild. I was like, I hate this. What the fuck? And then I was like, yeah. wait, this is a choice. This is on purpose, and it's actually really good. And I take it all back, and there's, <laughs> it's like a technical masterpiece. It's just not. 
yeah. to my liking. And well, I'm starting to wonder how picky I am after between this and what if. I'm like, I need to comment. I know. <laughs> Dude, what if is making me reevaluate how I like look at shit? Like I'm being such an asshole to everybody for Seriously. their artistic choices. I'm like, what is you not have a budget? And it turns <laughs> out this is like so intentional and beautiful. And it's the last time that we're going to see these, uh, what are they called? The way the animation's done? Multi-layer? Yeah, the multi-pane. Oh, multi-pane uh, camera thing. Uh, God damn it, what they, is it called? It's not rotoscoping, because rotoscoping comes no, in a fuckload. No, rotoscoping's where they pick the people. I have it in my notes, and I can't find it, because I took uh, so many notes about why I love Prince Philip. The multi-pane, multi-plane camera. Multi-plane and camera. And it's where they yeah. have the different... Um, gla- pieces of glass yes. with the different parts and how they can make it look 3D like they did with mm-hmm. Bambi in the forest but like it looks really really good here like we've never seen somebody moving behind the multiplane yeah. like it's always just scenery Yeah, but this the closest, time it's like uh, animation happening behind it while stuff moves around is wild I think the closest we got was the water ripple from the waterfall at the beginning of Bambi yeah but that wasn't even like a major thing I yeah. think this was the best use of it we've seen yet, and it's the last time that they used it. They moved into a different animation style that mm-hmm. we are for fucking sure going to talk about. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. It looked really shitty after this. It kind of really did. It's Well, and here's the thing. So, and I was going to say this earlier, but I'm glad we kind of, like, saved it to now. During the production of this film, Disney became so like paranoid and so like holy shit like we're gonna go under his original staff of 550 artists was dwindled down to 75 by the by the time this movie was released and the number one thing he told his artists was in no way shape or form can this look like snow white right that was the big task was make it different and i think they were still criticized for it being too the same and it's interesting, and you know I was going to find a way to mention this today. Um, it's interesting how much we see that echoed even today, because the Wheel of Time trailer dropped yesterday, mm-hmm. everyone. It was the best day of my life. Go watch it. And, Go uh, watch well, it, everybody. Yeah, please do. Yesterday from when we're recording this, by the way, not from when Oh, I'm yeah. Because I think we're going to drop this in a few days. Yeah, Monday, so, yeah. but the Wheel of Time trailer exists. Please go watch it immediately. But what a lot of the fans of that were worried about was, what if it looks like Lord of the Rings? What if it looks like Game of Thrones? Yeah. Nobody's going to play if it's either of those things. And thank God everyone is kind of saying this looks like a third party. Teenager. Yeah, this please, it really didn't that look like... <laughs> I definitely did not get Game of Thrones vibes. Some of the overshots, like the long shots of like the land, that kind of gave me Lord of the Ringsy vibes. But but like good, that's yeah. part of you know good if right. it's scenery. Thumbs up. <laughs> and they filled in in Europe for a reason. But anyway, um, I think it's interesting how that is still true today. Where it's like we can't be like the popular things that happened before mm-hmm. us, even though they were popular. We can't do it again. Yeah. Um. I do so like one little fun caveat to this art thing I do love is this is the only instance in Disney uh, film history where there are square trees. Yeah, it's so angular. Yeah, it's so which weird. Which is like why I don't have a crush on Aurora because she's just not like I don't know. That's the important question here, right? Is like what in this absolute masterpiece of animation makes me not have a crush on Aurora? Um, but yeah, it's just so angular. I don't know. Mm. It's like I feel like I. I can really appreciate that it is really impressive artwork and a yeah. 
not easy to put together, but it's I do kind of prefer the squishy animation in Cinderella. If yeah, I'm no, and that's fair. Like, I mean, the granted, the people look fine. Like, they look like people. They don't. They're not angular, or weird, or designed in any kind of like odd way. Um, Philip got a budget. Philip got yeah. Well, yeah, big time. Um, yeah. And actually, uh, Princess Aurora is based on Audrey Hepburn. I love that, even though she's blonde. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's my other like little fun fact about this. The fight over making her dress blue or pink was a legitimate fight the artists had. I and they that. just worked it into the movie. Have you seen the dresses they make? Um, and they sell them at Disney, where the dress It is. looks like they've clashed together. Yeah, it's like yeah. in the middle, where they, in the when they're still in the cottage mm-hmm. and they like it's like paint splattered yeah blue on one side and pink on the other i think that's so i do love that scene their make final scene make it blue i think that that is the best ending to a disney princess movie because most mm-hmm. of them end with them dancing together let's be yeah. real right except for snow white which ends with him taking her off into the woods further yeah go um, fuck yourself but- dwarves bye Two, yeah, disappearing into the woods. But two out of three end with them dancing, mm-hmm. right? I think Cinderella ends with their... No, Cinderella, I guess they get in the in Well, the they get in the coach and they ride off. Yeah, I'm just off. talking bullshit. Yeah. Cinderella, they dance in the ball, but not on, in the ending. But in any case, of the princess dancing scenes, mm-hmm. I think this one is the best until Beauty and the Beast. Absolutely. Which, fun At which fact point, for you, sorry, rotoscoping for ones. this was used in Beauty and the Beast. And the long shots when they're in the... Uh, Shut up. I'm dead serious. Look it up. No, that's so cool. Yeah. I've seen a lot of the examples where rotoscoping's reused, but that's great because I I can't think of a better mm-hmm. like this is really top notch for an yeah. like a dancing scene with a princess for sure. This is up there. And then Beauty and the Beast just the only reason Beauty and the Beast wins out is the song. It's not even the animation. Yeah, that's very like true. I know that it's three D, but it's just the song wins out. Yeah. Well, so with a song like the my three favorite like little fun facts about this movie the song is one of them so obviously a dream is a wish your heart makes became like the notable princess song but mm-hmm. once upon it's a like dream the only one in this well yeah or um, in, i'm sorry in the silver age it's yeah. like the yeah um once upon a dream would go on to be the most lasting popular song sung by a princess for 30 years the next song uh, that even became half as popular was uh, Part of Your World from Little Mermaid. We Which didn't have a song even remotely princess. close to that. Yep. Very yeah. nice princess. Um, well, actually, I think that speaks to a larger point that's really interesting, which is like they, they abandoned the princesses and the fairy tales mm-hmm. specifically for a reason. I mean, they weren't making money. Yeah. Right? They wanted to try something different. They wanted like folklores and legend and like Disney was obsessed with like Daniel Boone and and yeah, all sure. that stuff so oh, he's gonna look into like legendary war. shit like that that's why we he's got he's also gonna die in three years from well we're yeah that's true four years right it's like we're right there but mm-hmm. i just i think it's interesting that they abandoned the princesses because they weren't making money when cinderella is the movie that kept them afloat so yeah. a third of their princess and snow white the only movies they've that have like made money at this point um, are Cinderella and Snow White and I think Peter Pan, all of which are basically fairy tales, mm-hmm. two of which are princesses, and then they're yeah. like, no, no, no. 
let's not do that anymore for 30 years and and then immediately they start making money again like massive fucking money and then same thing when we go much later into the modern age Disney has a huge slump in the late 90s early 2000s when Pixar comes on the scene and is redeemed by a fucking Frozen so I'm like they princesses are their bread and butter but they abandoned them for like no logic it's it wasn't that the princess stories were bad it was that they were bad at like doing it or they just weren't I don't Bringing know what was, life, what was yeah. wrong yeah something just wasn't working for them it was it was costing them too much money to do I think was the problem they didn't have a I brand I think so yeah I think maybe they needed to take a 30 year hiatus to build a brand around nostalgia because that's the nostalgia cycle it's every 30 years right so maybe I think they needed so a yeah I think that's right well I don't know. okay so it's interesting though the princess saga is fascinating to me let me find it real quick. Okay, there it is. Um, so it's funny that you mentioned like the whole princess thing um, as just like a, a weird trope. Um, I so I wanted to know actually if you caught this or not. Um, <laughs> Aurora is the only Disney princess until Merida in 2012 to have a living mother. Yo, I didn't catch that, and I was really glad that you did. I mm-hmm. saw that. Um, I don't count Mulan. Fucking Merida. I don't no, know why. Yeah, I don't know why she's listed as a princess because in her original source material, she doesn't marry into royalty. She's not born into royalty. In the film, she doesn't marry into royalty. She's not born into royalty. Um, I I don't really get why they call her a Disney princess, so I'm not including her in that list. Otherwise, it would be Mulan as the next person with a living mother. That's a straight-up technicality. It's I don't know. Mulan is, like... She is technically a Disney princess because Disney markets her as a Disney mm-hmm. princess. Well, she had a full coronation at Disneyland, and that's how you become a Disney princess. The character has to have a coronation at the Disney castle. At Disneyland, which, honestly, I'm like... <laughs> yeah. I love it. And... Mm-hmm. I just I'm I'm sure there's some deeper conversation about race to be had about that of like let's get more diversity into the group so mm-hmm. we need to bring in Mulan like something tells me like if Alice was a person of color that and I don't uh, say that as a bad thing like well, good yeah. bring them in I'm just saying like Alice isn't either like I think there's something to be said for like just trying to diversify the princesses and I think that's a good thing for representation so I think that maybe there's a little bit of uh, leeway being given to Mulan for that reason which also kind of sucks like it's complicated yeah my point. It, there's no yeah there's no there's no smooth waters for that one yeah it's not great it's none of it's great but you know they they coordinated Mulan but yeah no uh no moms. Mm-hmm. For yeah, this is the last one. So and I don't know why, because I, we've talked about this as a trope of like it wasn't actually as prevalent as we made it out to be. Like, yeah, should we it, check in on this? Like, what were the movies before this? Have we had moms? So not before this, and honestly, like not coming after this. Well, Wendy like, had a mom. That was Wendy was a mom, right? Wendy was like, a mom. She had a mom, so that one doesn't count. Um, Alice had parents. Mary Poppins. See a lot. Here's here's the other thing. A lot of the next couple films that we're gonna cover, the main character is an orphan. Sword in the Stone. Prior Um, to this, like up to this. Oh yeah, prior to this, Bambi had a mom. That's kind of where it started. Pinocchio didn't have yeah, a mom because like, like he wasn't married. Yeah, but like it's like the only one though. Like yeah. we even said at that point, it was like pretty even. It was like Cinderella, Snow White. 
I mean, Something it wasn't really away. a thing yeah, for then, a while. It doesn't really become a thing till the Renaissance, I swear. Yeah, I don't, I don't really I mean, think Toad it does. was an adult. That oh, yeah, that doesn't even... His, both his parents were dead by then. <laughs> Since he's a toad. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I didn't even realize that. Like, the whole orphan thing. I'm, I'm looking at this now. Like, dude, Sword in the Stone, Jungle Book, Robin Hood... Fucking the rescue orphan. Isn't Robin Hood an adult? Robin's a man. Well, no, I know, but I just mean like he. I know he's a man. (laughs) Robin is a grown man, and you know it. Oh my god, I can't. I can't handle this. Uh, The only other thing I do. The rescuers are adults. Yeah, but they help an orphan. That's true. Yeah. Actually, the Black Cauldron's uh, an orphan. Probably dude, Mouse okay. Detective has an orphan, doesn't it? No, because it's her father is kidnapped at the beginning of the movie. Oh, you're right. Her mom is dead. She that even says it. Great Mouse Detective. If you guys were going to do the Great Mouse Detective. Fuck yeah, dude. I love that movie. <sighs> anyway, you're right. Detective. Um, I do want to address one question that you wrote in here. Um, Please. Is Meriwether adopted? <laughs> They're yeah, not related. What's going on? None of them are related. They're just fairies from the wood. <laughs> Why are yeah? Why didn't but that they cross just happen to have like perfect <laughs> names? Flora and Fauna. Yeah, like that is so funny. Flora and Fauna are sisters. Come on, they no. look alike. They have the same hair. They have the yeah. same nose. Like they look distinctly similar and have similar names. Like Flora and Fauna are fully like fraternal twins. I okay, I'll give you that. Like it never. That's never something that's addressed. Um, I always thought Meriwether was like the black sheep little dude, sister. Dude, she like, so as a kid. is though. And dude, she is her such a mood. <laughs> Her arguments with Flora are like the highlight of the Meriwether is a full mood feeling she's that this movie so gives. Funny. When she's like, when she's designing the dress and she's like, you're making her a dress? This looks awful. And then Flora's yeah. just like, that's because it looks like, or that's because it's on you, dear. I'm just like, good <laughs> God. They're so, well, and they like hate being there. Like, I do think they it's, do. that's something that I noticed watching it now that I'd never noticed before how much they like that wasn't already where they lived. Yeah. Like, I didn't put that together. And then still, I'm like, where's the world building? Like, I really do. I feel like this movie, as much as any other at least, deserves a Disney direct to DVD sequel that world builds for me and explains like the economy of pixie dust. Like, I, please. Yeah. I need all of the all of the sequels have I world agree. built for me and explain yeah. some shit and I really would like there to be one for this movie and I can't believe that there isn't because there's so many unanswered questions about like where did they come from what do they do where do mm-hmm. they normally live where are they planning to go back to do people miss them yeah. what I <laughs> who are they I have so many questions about well yeah and your other one here. which I actually never really even thought of until I was re-watching this and I saw your note. Why didn't the king and queen have more kids? Um, yeah. So I think you answered it. Well, it's addressed in the original 1697 tale, and oddly enough, it's addressed in Maleficent. Shut um, up, tell me. Queen Leah almost died giving birth to Aurora, and oh. Stephen, King Stephen didn't want to risk that happening again. Um, that makes so much sense. Yeah. So that like that basically is like the, it's not something that comes up, but yeah. I mean, cool question answered. Thank I you. Know. Like, You're welcome. That's, yeah, that's an easy one. No one has an answer. Um, the only last thing I have to say before we give ratings about this movie is Aurora's so great that even the owl in this one isn't grumpy. Dude, he's not a dick, looks- right? Like, yeah, he's he's kind of like a he's cheery. He's, he's, he's awesome. Like super about it. He even is he the like, one that's like. Oh no, the two stupid little Tweety Birds are like 
yo, grab the coat and the boots or whatever. No, but he but plays about prince. It. Yeah. He plays the prince's like face. Like they put the cape and the hat that they find around him, and he flies, and they hold up the sides of the cape, yeah. and she like pretends that he's the prince until actual Prince Philip, who's the best yeah. part of this movie, shows up. Which is surprising coordination for fucking forest animals. Like, dude, just come on. The owl did great. He, he did. did awesome, and he was not grumpy at all. And that is no. the first not grumpy Disney owl that. I think the only one we're ever going to see, honest to God. And it's daytime. I actually think you're right, yeah. Yeah, so, anyway. Um, yeah. Tell me about your, like, <laughs> turn it up to 11 rating for this movie. Like, how high can you rate a movie is the so, question. <laughs> I don't know if you actually saw what my personal rating was, but I literally, it's one sentence. It literally is, there's nothing wrong with this movie, fight me. And I gave <laughs> it a fucking A plus 10 out of 10. There really isn't anything wrong with this movie. Like, there really is... Because it... It is such a singular story. Whereas, like, Peter Pan felt like a bunch of stories glued together. And then when... Or uh, Alice in Wonderland was a bunch of stories kind of, like, connected by her journey. Mm -hmm. This was a single... We start at A. We get to B, which is the issue. We get to C, which is the resolution. We're done. There's no, like, A.2. Yeah, it's It's a legitimate three-act film. It, one of my biggest takeaways so far in our journey through the timeline has been how many episodic movies Disney made. Like, they just... How difficult it was for a fully animated mm-hmm. film to get off the ground and make money and be successful. And sometimes I wonder if they just weren't, like, fucking up. Like, I'm kind of judging them. I'm like, do you guys think maybe if you did, like, more of this instead of the episodic stuff that you would have done better? But then there was the war. Yeah. And it's just... It's really interesting going back through it and seeing how few of these movies so far have really had a proper structured through line, which... And and the fact that, like, the ones that do are the princess movies that they then scrap. Mm Mm-hmm. I just... For 30 years until The Little Mermaid. 30 years, folks. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, Robin Hood is a linear story. Uh, Sword in the Stone is a pretty... Well... Oh, I'm saying they drop princesses, not like. Oh your well, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. I'll have to rewatch that to be able to tell you. Sword that in the Stone is episodic. It's, it, it's basically like just it like is. Merlin teaching him about life lessons and shit. Yeah, I think so. But Mary Poppins that we'll do after that goes all the way through. The Jungle Book also is kind of episodic. Robin Hood mostly goes all the way through. Yeah, I think. I mean, sure Robin Hood Star is like Star Wars, and it's oh in, my in God, the Rescuers. Yes, we're right there. I mean, then we hit the end of the 70s and, like, everything changes. You know, we're right there. It's not long, guys, before we get into where, like, more pop culture started to exist. Because this is kind of it, you know, since we're not going to review Gigi. Yeah. Um, Um, But I gave this movie... um, What did I give this movie? I gave this movie an 8 out of 10. Yep. And so this was kind of my question that I had for you is, like, okay, this is your favorite Disney movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Does that mean, like, you legit like this better than Moana? Oh, I do. Yeah. I would watch wow. this a hundred times before I watched Moana a second wow. time. Wow. And honestly, like, this is what's crazy. I respect crazy. that. I just wanted to clarify. I was no, like, we're yeah. including, like, all of it, right? Because Moana, I think, is my favorite Disney movie. Oh, I love Moana. Don't get me wrong. Like, I so sing good. that. I sing songs from that movie all the fucking time. All right, I always as have lo- that shit As blessing. long as you're also going to give Moana, like, at least, oh. like, Moana's going to get my 10 out of 10. Yeah. That's yeah. what gets a 10 for me. That's why this has an 8. It's like, I really like it. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably better than Cinderella, uh, technically. But I enjoy Cinderella more. It's kind of, this movie was very artsy. This movie was yeah. very much like a trip to the 
the museum. Yeah. Cinderella was like a trip to Disney World. That's fair. I mean, this definitely... I think it's because there's so much magic already in your face from the very beginning that it mm-hmm. just feels like a part of the story. And you're not like, ooh, ah. I like, did like it a lot better this time, though. I was ready to give yeah. this like a six and a half. And then I was Ugh. like, wait, <laughs> look at Philip go. My God. I did. He, oh my God. The fact that he's even trying to fight Maleficent when he's chained up, but the fucking soldiers when she first arrives are basically shitting their pants. Yeah. Like, dude, I mean, it's just, so it speaks bounds to how awesome he is. He's so cool. He was the best. And the only, you know, the only thing that I really missed, and I think what would have given this like a nine or a 10 for me for sure, I found myself, even though I remember this movie, being like, oh my God, I can't wait for when we get to see the two of them realize that the person they were falling in love with was the person they were mm-hmm. so upset they were betrothed to. Yeah. I feel like they didn't follow through with that. I'm like, mm, movie, 10 more minutes, please. Yeah, Why did we the, skip over it? And even though, you know, Philip got a sick dragon fight, I'm not saying that I wasn't... Well, yeah. Like, Philip gets a 10 out of 10. Oh, the yeah. The movie gets an 8 from yeah. me, but Philip gets a 10. If we're... I'm adding the bonus category of just rate your favorite character. Yeah. Which is 10 out of 10 <laughs> for Philip. <laughs> well, and here, here's... I think, like, it does, it almost gets addressed. Like, when Maleficent first starts taunting him in his cell... She shows him a picture. She shows him the image uh, of Aurora asleep, and she says, oh, "It's the same maid, or it's the same set uh, peasant maid that you met, but yesterday." So yeah. she tells him, "Yo, dog, like you met the girl you were supposed to be betrothed to, but Aurora yeah, never knows. finds that out, or if she does, it's Aurora never like something out. that we're told about." She finds out off screen. Yeah. Like, what after, like, so he goes up and kisses her, and then we cut away. Yeah, she wakes up, and then it's the bells, and yeah, they're dancing in the great hall, and. And as much as that scene is perfect, and they're, it's, the reason that I want this extra, it doesn't even need to be 10 minutes. I could get an extra, like, 75 seconds, Mm -hmm. and I would be really happy. I just, I, their chemistry is so believable and legit to me in that first scene that they're together. I just can't believe we don't get to see them speak again. I mean, I think, I think that's one of the legit criticisms of the Disney royalty. Mm -hmm. Of just like, you know, I can, I can understand that Cinderella had a montage and like get behind her and like make a big deal out of that. We still don't get to see them interact. Like, we still don't get to see this, half the movie revolves around this, like, dramatic irony of them not knowing who like that each other is who they are oh yeah yeah and how do we know we don't get a payoff for that like that was my one big like that sucks but that's only fair. because the prince was so good their chemistry was so yeah. good i wanted to see it pay off that's that's totally fair and ironically um i'm gonna give a shout out to your boy robin hood um yes the chemistry between him and maid marion is just as spot on like it is just as firework inducing mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they're they, i totally believe that they like are in love with each other. Yeah, Robin Hood is just a really great leading man. He just can pull off any scene you put him in. He's just. God, I, don't know I why can't I wait to rewatch mouth. this and be like, why did I like this? Like I haven't seen Robin Hood, you guys, in like, <laughs> like, like twenty-seven <laughs> years. Like I have no idea. I just remember that Robin Hood's the one I had a crush on that everyone oh has a God. crush on, and he was just—I mean, Robin Hood's hot, but. Um, no, I haven't actually seen the movie in almost 30 years, so we're going to actually find out soon what I actually think of Robin Hood. Yeah. Um, what'd you rate Maleficent? How high can a rating go? Oh, my God. I gave her 100 out of 10. They're just I And honestly, that. it's not even me being biased. It just, like, I mean, obviously I am because it's me. But 
there just is no other Disney villain like her. She is she is the quintessential villain for villains. Like there's no one as powerful as her, no one is nearly as close as commanding or terrifying as she is. Although I will say possibly Dr. Facilier was pretty he was pretty scary. Wait, who? Dr. Facilier from Princess and the Frog, The Shadow Man. Oh, okay. I have seen that movie a total of one time. Oh, I love that movie. The music in that movie is really good, too. Honest to God, Princess and the Frog is our biggest gap. Mm -hmm. You and I have found very few things, no matter how esoteric, that we're not both like, fuck yes, Muppet Treasure Island. Oh my God, Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah. Yo, I know. And it's like eerie because we love all of this esoteric wild shit. But with Princess and the Frog, we have a huge gap. So I'm in. But, you know, I've only seen it the one time. So we'll see what I think of that. But um, I respect that 100 out of 10. I gave her a 9 because Mm -hmm. I just kind of I don't know what a 10 is to me. I guess Thanos is a 10. Yeah. I just, I I don't know what I want out of it to get to bump it all the way up. I feel like I need to see a little bit more before I give somebody full marks on anything. Um, I feel like the... Just the, holding out for Jafar, maybe. I don't know. I'm like, I think Jafar so, is going to get a 10 yeah, that was, that's I think Ursula is going to get a 10. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's hands down. I think everything in Little Mermaid gets a 10 out of 10. Guys, spoiler alert. <laughs> Little Mermaid's 10 out of 10. 10, out of 10. Don't session. even listen to the episode. You guys just heard it no, live right here. No, we're just going to fangirl for probably two yeah. hours. Let's go. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> um, no, that's fair. I, um, yeah, but before she's I, still great. She is, and that's... Yeah. I think that's the thing. Well, and everybody recognizes her. I think that's a huge thing. She's the the mascot for Disney villains. Like, yeah. the Disney villain brand. Same as there's a princess brand. Mm-hmm. There's a villain brand. There's no prince brand, which I think is bullshit. You get absolutely left out of that equation. Yeah, but, uh, but I'd own every be. Maybe they would get a thing. Better, they'd get a better budget. Yeah, and you And they would make a ton of money off of people buying Flynn Rider stuff, right? Oh and Robin Hood. You they could, like, low-key make him a prince without... You know, like, he doesn't deserve it like some of the other ones that are Well, he gets knighted, I thought. Doesn't he get knighted at the end? I'm going to have to rewatch this. Know, man. We We're should do an episode on Robin Hood. Do you want to do an episode on Robin Hood? I'm fairly certain we already are. I know. <laughs> Let's make that the next episode. Let's make, we'll do that next. Should we just continue recording today and just do that? I mean, Robin Hood's, like, not... Uh, it's it's coming up reasonably soon. It comes up. Oh, right I don't. I'm a dumbass. I literally thought it was the next movie. That's my bad, everybody. Sorry. Oh, I'm you're trying to make idiot. a joke. Yeah, I'm I was like, trying no, to make no, a joke. Robin Hood's a couple. Of, no, Sword in the Stone, Mary Poppins, Jungle Book, then Robin Hood, yeah. and then Star Wars. Then it. Then mm. the whole multiverse bursts open. Oh yeah. Then we're getting into. Um, oh god damn it. Anyway, I'll let you take us. It's out gonna of here. be awesome. Anyway, yeah, Maleficent's great. Nine out of ten. I'm gonna. She might get reevaluated for me later because I really can't think of anything I'm faulting her on. I just like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why it's not. A her live action movie gives her. You know little, what? Yeah. It might be the fact that that's when I was like taking notes on this. I was like, "Fuck Maleficent!" Like, so maybe <laughs> she lost a point because of that. But in any case, she still gets a nine. But uh, I will take us out of here. Um, thinking about what's coming out next. From this is probably being released on Monday, so look out for Shang Chi from us once we believe satisfactory time has been given for everyone to see the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are going to be seeing that on the fifth, and we'll have the new episode of What If later this week. We'll have episode five at the time of recording. I have no idea what that's about still, so we're going to find don't out. Either, yeah. 
No, it's going to be an adventure. Um, and then we will continue down the timeline from there. And like we said, we're going to be coming up on like Star Wars soon. So stick with us. Subscribe to Behind the Timeline on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Instagram at Go Behind the Timeline. You can hit us up on Twitter at Behind Timeline. And if you have feedback, send it to us. If you want a guest spot on the show, if you have a favorite movie that you want to request to add to the timeline, yeah, send us a message at Go Behind the Timeline at gmail.com, and we will be happy to accommodate. Mm-hmm. But until next time, stay nerdy, guys, and have a great long weekend. Yeah. Well, I hope you had one. I suppose it's probably coming That's true. from you in the past. Yeah. <laughs> Live your lives. <laughs> Enjoy. See you next time. <laughs>